Oh, I have a headache. Maybe it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. The Sean Geek Podcast, which you download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca? That's right. And you should too. Don't cop out. Podient. Podient? Podient. Podient? Podient? Podient. What are you called? To the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast with me, Sean Geek, and that guy over there, Fast Fred. <laughs> How you doing, Todd? Good. Eh? How you doing? Good. Sort of yeah. good. Sort of okay. So you did uh, your first? Uh, you did your first week back at the uh, at the sure. office? I only did one day. One day so let far. Me, and let me tell you, there was a lot of stress, <laughs> a lot of anxiety, a lot of everything. I don't want to go back, but I have to. So. Yeah. But anyway, um, we have a special guest today. Actually, the first time that we've had this person and you on the show at the same time, uh, Sam Thompson from Witch Police Radio. Welcome, sir. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to (laughs) Zombocom. What's up, guys? Good. Uh, Not not too much. So I I have a question for you right off the hop. Yeah, of course. Yeah, go for it. You're still working at home, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yep. Is there any chance you going back to the office? I don't think so. Uh, well, th- I mean, there is, but I, I, I'm hoping for it to be long term. Based on what I do for my job, it's pretty easy for me to stay home because I'm literally writing all day. I yeah. have the internet, and I have a phone, and I'm good. So, yeah. ideally, I'd like to stay home because you know uh, the commute is not worth it. Yeah, because you were probably working downtown, right? I would have been. I, I was yeah. working near Polo Park, which was within walking distance, and then right before the pandemic hit, right as the pandemic hit, our office moved downtown and that would have been a big hassle for me oh. to get down with, you know, busing and everything, oh, yeah, which would sure. have been, it would have been fine. But if I can stay home and, and do my job as well or, or better, you know, without that hassle, it'd be great. Yeah. I, um, I want to stay at home permanently. I mean, I get to be with my kids, my wife yeah. works from home. It's just ideal. Like it's not ideal to go to the office. So I actually had my first day back in the office on Monday for one day and uh yeah i had anxiety i was sitting in the car in the driveway i was like freaking out my heart was like beating fast and i'm like yeah holy like i wasn't sure if i was having a panic attack because i've never had first day of school totally yeah 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 Yeah, it was actually it was like my first day of school after i'd first moved to a new town that's the same exact sense of dread and fear that i had was it's so yeah. weird. Everything, everything is so weird right now. Just, just trying to figure out how to get back to some kind of normal is mm-hmm. just bizarre. I think for everybody. Now, Sam, do you have a, a specific spot at home where you, you're not interrupted and you can actually do your work and stuff during the day? I mean, my kids are at school during the day, so that helps. Oh, okay. And, but I mean, I'm in, I'm in the basement. This is kind of, I've kind of taken over a corner of the basement as my office area. Um, you know, before I would just, if I was doing any work from home, I'd go wherever because I would use a laptop and just sort of move around. But now I've, I'm still using a laptop, but I'm more established in the, in the corner of the basement, um, for work and for podcasting, unless my wife is gaming, in which case I'm kicked out and have to go in the pantry, <laughs> which is <laughs> sound wise, sound wise is the best part, the best part of the house. So yeah, that's nice. Yeah. How often does your wife game? Pretty regularly. Like, so what like, do you mean by it, regularly? Like multiple times a week. 
Really? It can be, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it can be, it can be tricky. But I mean, I've got the pantry as a backup, which is nice. And there are obviously other areas of my house. It's just trying to keep quiet for the kids and also not have any kind of background noise is tricky. Yeah. So you know what it's like. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I, th- I think that we all have the same kind of issues uh, just doing this as a hobby, right? Yeah, just like around the corner there is my wife's salon. Yeah. And um, I don't know how to say it delicately, but she's Portuguese and the Portuguese are loud and boisterous. And, you know, so, you know, when she gets going, it, it, it gets. Yeah, that's why I record when I record, like the kids are down. Sylvie's yeah. up playing video games. So it's good. It's good. Yeah, I have my, my my workstation here is right next to my record player and all my records and CDs and tapes and everything. So that's been kind of the one of the best parts of working from home is that you know i have access to everything because i as you probably know i'm one of those weird luddites who doesn't really uh use technology the way it's supposed to be used so you know right up there that's my uh cd player right right uh, right player, yeah but just like going going to and from work you know if i if i was gonna be commuting on the bus i i do listen to podcasts because i have no digital music library yep. to, to bring back and forth so now i have literally everything kind of right beside me and it it makes it a lot more kind of relaxing weirdly to be able to put on music even if something heavy and work with that in the background yeah so you have that playing like while, while you're working so you got your yeah unless i'm on the phone or something but, but just the background you know background it's not always loud but it's, sure. it's there sure now do you play video games as well as your nope. as your wife i do no? not play video games no um, really i can't stand them I, oh, no, I can't stand them maybe too harsh but i have very 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 little interest in them um when i was a kid uh when nintendo was out and everyone i knew had a nintendo i had an atari 2600 and i never progressed past that like everyone you know people had then finally moved on to super nintendo even more buttons i had a system with a one joystick and one button and so by the time they'd already moved on to whatever the next thing was after super nintendo i had finally moved on to nintendo so i was already you know like 14 or something and at that point <laughs> it's, it's way too late to to get into it so uh, they're fine i guess but I, I I can think of dozens of things I'd rather do than play a video game sure. of any kind. I just, it just, it's not, it wasn't the subculture for me, you know? I mean, I had friends who did it, but uh, I was interested in other stuff. So that, that the guitar that you were playing, did it only have one knob? No, but I didn't use the <laughs> knobs very often. I was like, okay, this is the volume one. I'll leave this. All the other settings can just stay as they are. And uh, yeah. So one, one thing that, that, that I've noticed that we've, that you've never, well, that I've never seen, I've listened to a bunch of interviews, but. I haven't really heard you talk about guitar playing very often. No. You mean with musicians I'm interviewing? Well, no, like like yourself. Like you were a guitar player. Like that's what yeah, you I, played I, in I, Grandpa's Army and, and all the various bands you were in. Yeah, I kind of was a guitar player. I mean, I had a guitar that I used. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies me. How but many chords did you know? <laughs> Not very many. Um, but this kind of is this goes the same way with the video game stuff. Is that like... I, I don't like gear. I don't like equipment. I don't like any of this tech stuff. So yep. to me, if I had a guitar that stayed relatively in tune and, you know, probably wouldn't break if I dragged it from show to show to show, I'm fine. I, yep. It's the same with everything. I don't know what kind of uh, brand names I have of any of my audio equipment. I don't know what brand name my clothing is. If it works, I'm cool with it. And that's kind of been my, my thing all along. So a lot of the technical stuff about instruments, I mean, I know what they sound like. I know what sounds I like. But as far as the actual gear and amps and, and, and all that don't care like i'll borrow a guitar when i was playing a bands before a show from someone else and just play it as is without just because it's there and it works and i can use it for my you know limited abilities and that was fine so i think that there's a lot of people i know who are so so deeply into the tech side of things and the gear side of things and i just don't give a shit that guy that guy <laughs> that guy man and then that's fine right i mean like that's a, that's a totally uh sure. acceptable way to approach it probably a better way to approach it but like for me it was you know i mean i knew the chords i knew and i would write songs based on that and that was kind of the end the extent of it right so what like what was uh, we're, we're, we're i want to I'm, I'm digging deep now right. so um I, I kind of know what some of your inspirations were music wise, but what were your inspirations guitar wise? That's a good question. Um, I think that, well, I mean, I, obviously I like listening to people who are good at guitar, right? I mean, <laughs> I think everyone does enjoy well, yeah, listening to so. someone who can, who can play it well, but I, I couldn't, I mean, like my, my musical ability is limited to the fact that I was always really good playing with other people who had the technical background and had the, the training and everything. And then I could just do my own weirdness on top of that. And that right. would kind of work well because they, they knew what they were doing and I could make up chords 
that I don't even know the names of that would fit with <laughs> what they were doing. Right. It's like, okay, I, I see what you're playing. I'll do this. And this kind of works. I, I think that like, it may be a weird one, but like uh, Greg Ginn from ba- uh, Black, Fla- Black Flag is probably yeah. like the, uh, my favorite guitar player. He, apparently he's really? an asshole. Like, I, I don't think he's a nice person from what well, I've heard. Probably not, no. But his guitar playing is great because it's really discordant and, and really raw. And I mean, they have some weird like mid 80s records where there's like long instrumental sections. They even have one strictly instrumental album. And it's, it's very like kind of free jazz influence almost. And it, it's really, um, it's super discordant and raw. And it sounds like he's just bashing the shit out of the guitar a lot of times. But this, the, the way he plays the lead lead parts, is, it, it just works for me. Like it clicks in my brain. is like, this is, he's just a, emotionally making sound rather than um, technically. I mean, he's, yeah. he's playing notes, but it's definitely more driven by feeling than by, uh, you know, um, musical ability, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. So it's not like, oh, then the next chord I should play should be this because naturally that's what follows. It's, it's, it's what, what he, what, what he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that instrumental record, um, uh, the process of weeding out, which is one of my favorite black flag records. Um, that was at the time when they had the, the, the rhythm section of the band was like the, the, the absolute best as far as musical skill. So the drummer and the bassist were out of control, incredible. And then he's just doing this on top of it and it just works so well. And I think that's kind of why, bands i've been in i've always worked because I've, there's been you know at least a couple people who have that really strong um technical ability and then i can do whatever on top of it yeah. and it's yeah. it, it fits like it just it just kind of um works well and i think that i know a lot of people and this has been always weird for me who are incredible musicians like you know technical skill wise they can play any song they hear they can just play it by ear or you know they can take some complicated piece of music and read it off sheet music or tab or whatever but then they can't create anything they can do everyone else's stuff no yeah, perfect yeah but they can't right. write anything i can't play anyone's shit i can play like you know you tell me to play a song by some existing artist that isn't me <laughs> i'm gonna struggle <laughs> you know but if you want me to make something up i can somehow kind of vaguely figure out what key it's in and then yeah do something that sounds cool on it. And that wasn't the case with grandpa's army because that was a 10 piece band at the height of it. And that was a lot more sort of, here's the chords you're playing and the drummer and some of the sax players were, were very much the, the driving force. Behind oh, the song. okay. I wasn't aware I, I, of that. I didn't write the songs. I, I contributed to a couple of them, but it was mainly here's the chords you're playing. It's pretty straightforward. Just as long as you do the rhythm, which I could Fascinating. do that. But like the mouth boat, which was my other band, I guess most recently I was singing and playing guitar and keyboard and it was like noise punk kind of thing. That was a three piece. And the other two guys, it's actually the same drummer from Grandpa's Army. Yeah. Um, and then a bass player. They're both like miles ahead of me as far as ability. And they would, uh, I would come up with some weird chord progression and they would add to that and actually make it musical. <laughs> right. And make versus you look just, genius. <laughs> versus just a bunch of barrage of sound. Right. So, yeah, yeah I think there's a, I think that there's a place for that. Um, if you have too many people who are all too technically good, they're going to clash and their ideas are going to work yep. together. Oh, yeah. If you have someone who sucks, but is passionate about it. And then a couple other guys who know what they're doing. I think it actually works better. So, so I'm a terrible guitar player. Like, you know, I, no, I'm not going to pretend I'm, I'm any good. Well, that, that was a great segue actually <laughs> to the subject matter at hand that we were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, today. Yeah. That was intentional, wasn't it? Uh, no, it wasn't, but it makes sense. <laughs> well, you're a reporter. I thought maybe it was like, Okay, so this is the next byline. No, well, you know, I don't know what you're going to talk about. This is this is your show, right? If it was oh, my yeah. show, it would have been intentional, but this is your yeah, show. Okay. So. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, Todd, do you get anything you want to ask Sam before we go into the topic at hand? Crickets. Um, do you use any of that beard oil? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Usually I do. <laughs> I do, usually. One of the things that I hate about this pandemic is that wearing a mask makes like this weird fold in the beard or oh, folds like, underneath yeah it's, it's the most irritating <laughs> thing ever i actually trimmed it the other day because it was like down here and the fold was driving me nuts and this, i can see it in the camera here <laughs> recording that i have this strange fold wearing a mask <laughs> in my beard infuriating no one else really notices but every time i see a photo of myself it's like oh my god i look like a weirdo but yeah no i usually yeah take better care of it than it is right now it, it helps breathing though when you put the mask on because then you have that extra layer underneath that layer yeah like, like an air filter uh, like yeah, an air filter yeah. <laughs> There's um there's a, a show that, well god like I listened to a couple <laughs> of podcasts but there's a show today uh, there's a show I was listening to today called Epic Footnote and one of their sponsorships is a beard oil company. Oh I think we, we lost them. Oh did you lose me? Okay. Am I here? 
no, you're second. good now. Yeah. You're here right, now. yeah okay. Sorry. Yeah. There's a, there's a show called uh, Epic footnote and what they, they, what they do is they're a couple of metal metal guys that, and they review stuff, but their sponsor is a beard, an, a beard oil company. And uh, they actually, <laughs> the new beard oil scent they just came up with was called the Lemmy. And it smells like <laughs> Jack and Coke. Is it Jack and Coke that, that he drank? Lemmy, I think. Something like that. Anyway, but that's the beard oil. So you, you smell like, like, like a bar, I guess. Uh, I don't know. You, you should, uh, we got to get you some endorsements here for the beard. I know, yeah. I, I, should, I should actually approach beard companies because there's so many of them now. I should just do, like, do we hey, have any in town? There's tons of them, yeah. There's a bunch Are you of serious? Do I need to grow a beard to like fit in here? I mean, you probably should anyway. I don't know why you don't. Uh, well, because uh, the way the way my wife said is because I was going to grow something during uh, November, right? That was a plan. I was all set to do it. My first mustache ever. I was going to grow just a mustache. And my ever? wife, yeah, I had okay, to go keep, to, keep, keep keep going, keep going. But I had to go to you once for a movie role, but that was it. But that was like okay. two weeks. But anyway. I said I was going to do it. I said, you know, it's a good cause, blah, blah, blah. My wife, that's great. So enjoy your abstinence month. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in December. Be sure to shave December 1st. And I'm like, well, when I, when I have no what? beard, my, my wife hates it when I have no beard or any yeah, kind of like she's not. And my, my kids mock me. My kids think it's hilarious. I look, I look like I'm 14 with no beard. That's, <laughs> so, that's the problem. Get no lip, get no chin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it just disappears, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd like to at some point, but yeah, just uh, other than movie stuff, that's I've been clean shaven the whole times. I don't know. Like to try mm. it sometime, but I know when Dad used to have a beard and he used to shave, and almost laugh at him. Like you look, you look like a bear before, and now he just looks innocent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no hair left. Remember when he like. shaved? Remember <laughs> Dad? Oh my God. Um, maybe this isn't a funny story, but when he, when he was going through the cancer treatment and stuff and he's like, you know what? I'm probably gonna lose my hair anyway. I might as well shave my head like you two. Do you remember that Todd? Yeah. Yeah. He shaved and, his uh, head. He shaved his he sh- mom was away or something. So he did it. Well, like she was away for a few, couple of days. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. And yeah. boy was mom pissed. Oh, <laughs> don't you dare shave your head. What have you done? What have you done? I oh, yeah. I don't even think he did it right. I think he, he did it patchy. Someone else had to clean it up for him. And that time he shaved his mustache, it was the same thing too. Mom was like, oh my God, Brian. It's horrible. You look like your brother. You're used to seeing someone the same way for for years, right? So, I mean, yeah. It's jarring when suddenly they have like a beard or no beard or hair or no hair. Okay, so beard oil companies, that's what we're we're shooting for. Cool. We're going to try try something up. So, (laughs) about, about... I don't know. Before Todd, I think before Todd was the the co-host on this show, I was kind of I'd bring a couple of guests in every once in a while. One of them was Corey uh, Taves, who, who yeah. you both know. Obviously, I just talked to. You yeah, I just talked to. You. I just saw that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and one of our obsessions, me and Corey's obsessions, was Jared Threaten and his band or whatever you want to call it. His solo and, project, he called it, right? Yeah, his solo project, and we like we went we went down we went down the rabbit hole and for for weeks or months like Corey and i were reading everything we could about the guy so as a journalist and kind of a rock journalist in in some respects because that's really what your show is is rock journalism sure um what do you know about jared threaten and what is your take on the dude well, I'm sure you have more, like you said, you went down a rabbit hole. You probably have more recent knowledge of it, but I remember reading about it at the time and I think listening to a podcast or two that, that covered it. And my, what I think about the whole thing is I think that, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into what he actually did and everything, but the whole concept of his, his fake band and his, um, you know, fake tour and everything, it, it's a perfect kind of um, example of the way music is now and the way promoting yourself is now. And it's yep. like, just it really illustrates how being good at something doesn't seem to matter anymore. People oh, want, yeah. you know, I hear this all the time from people I interview on my show that they want to hear uh, festivals want to know how many followers they have. It's not like, what do you sound like? <laughs> you know, how good well, is your record? This, it's is how many... this is a perspective I want. So promoters are actually asking that right now. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, I haven't been in the band in a decade or more, yeah. probably longer than you guys have been. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people that, that 
that matters that this whole um your social presence is not just a way to tell people what you're doing as a band it's 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 like a a tool to help get you onto shows and things and i mean i get emails from unsolicited from from bands often that don't fit my format but people send me stuff all the time saying hey can i be on your show and if they say how many followers they have or how many streams they've got i ignore it because right on that's like the opposite i think of what should matter and i think that threaten whatever his real name is yep. jared uh someone else he really kind of uh unintentionally probably but illustrated the uh, the concept that like this is just all nonsense it, yep. you know he, he bought followers he pretended to have sold out shows and then once you actually get there and do it that's not necessarily going to materialize into people actually listening to what you do i mean you know i could have five hundred thousand followers that i bought for a band that i start and whether you know five people show up at a, at a, at a gig and that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> so. Is that sort of like the number one podcast show in Winnipeg that we were kind of talking about in that, uh, that string where they just said they were, and I guess well, they are. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, you know what, I think what it, what it reminds me of is that I've complained about this for years and some people have argued with me about it, but I, I feel like I see a lot of bands that start out now and obviously not to the threatened level, but, they before they played a show or recorded anything or even had a couple practices they already have a fancy website they got a logo they got t-shirts yep, they got yep. a banner with their their name on it and it seems like everyone's doing it backwards because of the way that you sort of almost have to do it now where yep. you're marketing yourself rather than just being creative right yeah and so he had the mar- threaten had the marketing side down sort of, <laughs> but like oh. the, the creativity part is arguably where he was lacking and that obviously screwed him in the end. Right. So, okay. So, the, so the question I have, like I, just before you came on, I, I made Todd listen to a threatened song. Okay. And Todd is our, our, our man on the street as, as we often say, <laughs> how much research did you do Todd on threaten? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's my so, homework. I don't yeah, have yeah. So the only homework you did was like five minutes before the podcast. So Todd, can you describe to Sam what, what, like, what was your, what did you hear in the song? Was it a song you would listen to? Was it a song that you see that you saw could be popular? What was your two cents on it? Hey, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you do that, Todd, do you, so in listening to this, has Sean briefed you at all on what the threatened backstory is? Or are you just coming into this cold having only listened to the one song? I know kind of, uh, I know my version of the story of what I heard through them. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, did you want me to tell you what that was? Or? No, no, no. I was just no? wondering if you had okay. any kind of frame of reference for it or if it yeah, was just like. Just a little bit, but, yeah. but just listening to the guy, obviously he, the video I saw, he's playing all the instruments. So he's kind of a one man show. How he actually booked a band. I'm not too sure if he actually had a band. Or, or to back him up or if this was music that he had written and they're supposed to back him up with you know just a different different band members but the songs themselves are kind of i don't know i don't know if he mixed it himself <laughs> um but some of it was like his I don't know, it was his voice or just the effects that were used and every once in a while like guitar would come in but it would come in like hot yeah. Where, it, where it was like, you know what, they could have backed off a little bit on it. So I don't know, it just the, the music itself was like, it's nothing really I would listen to, but he, he's got the persona, he's got the, you know, the long hair and the guitar, oh, you know, and, you know, swirling it around and stuff like, you know. Imagine like Sebastian and, Bach in terms of uh, looks a bit. Yeah, kinda, so, like, so he's got the, he's got the look down. Uh, the music, eh, I mean, from the one song that I heard, eh, he's, he's, he's okay. But he's not something that would be playing on the radio. He's not. He's not polished enough to. So be. you don't. You don't. Do you think the song was good enough to be on the radio? Just if it was produced better. It's possible. I guess it's possible. But my, opi- my not, opinion, my opinion on his music is that it's his music is awful to me. It's not, it's not my <laughs> not my, not my yeah. bag, right? Yeah, yeah. In that style, it is definitely. I, I know we've talked about this kind of thing before too. Yeah. It's not really the type of shit that I would listen to on a regular basis. But I, I respect the hell out of his ridiculousness. Like I actually <laughs> think he's hilarious. The fact that he went through with all of this that he went through with, yeah. And um, I like that better than the music. I'm glad the music sucks because I would feel <laughs> bad for him. You know, if, if he had gone through all of this, it was actually good. And if he had the potential to maybe make it based on his artistic talent alone. Yeah. I think he's kind of generic for that style that he plays. Yeah, I mean, generic. I think that would be the the term. 
but the fact that he took something so kind of crappy <laughs> and turned it into this big hoax is awesome. Like, I really love that he he went so far with this. And yeah. I think that he went so far that he couldn't back out, right? I think that's kind of what ended up being the downfall is that. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 fairly accurate. Well, He's a marketing genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that we need to maybe explain what who he is, though? Because yeah, I, mean, I think so. I, I feel think like we're, so. we're getting into the. Yeah, yeah, the, we, yeah we've 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 uh, yeah, we're, we're way past preamble. So, yeah, yeah. So Jared Threaten. So when he came onto the scene, Threaten is not his last name. His last name is actually his name is actually Jared Eames, or I think okay. it's Eames or Eames or something. Um, and he was in a couple of bands. Actually, I went and researched some of the other bands he was in just to kind of get, get an idea. And um, there was one band called Sayeth or Satith, okay. uh, which was a black metal band, which is interesting. Black metal is like pretty sludgy. And, uh, and then the other one was called Abigail Williams. So I couldn't find anything for Satith anywhere. Uh, I tried. Um, couldn't even find anything on YouTube. But oh, really? uh, I listened to Abigail Williams. I found some on YouTube and I listened to it. And... I mean, I'm not, I'm not into super heavy music, but I can enjoy it from time to time. And black metal is kind of really hard to listen to, but this stuff actually wasn't half bad. So then I'm like, wow, like if he was in this band, like he must have some music, musical credibility. And then I realized that he only played bass and he only played bass on one album. And that wasn't the one I was listening to. <laughs> so, but <laughs> Um, but I, I guess he was in one of those bands with his brother. And then from there, like, I guess they were biting heads cause he had a creative vision that he wanted to follow through on. So in terms of he, he didn't, he was trying to be anonymous. He didn't want people to know who he really was, which bands he came from. He was trying to groom himself as hey, I'm this unknown person who's never been in a band before and my name is Jared Threaten. And with an eye. Yeah, with an eye. And he was just trying to promote <laughs> himself that way. He did, wasn't telling people where he was from. So he was kind of elusive about that. He was elusive about a whole bunch of stuff to kind of have an air of mystery. So from a marketing perspective. And then he know. mysteriously had this massive following on social media. Yes, yeah, exactly. That, that doesn't make sense for someone who has not released music yet. Or has not played a show yeah. yet, right? He just, yeah. That was kind of the the, the 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 tell that something was up here. So no, he he didn't fake like a an English accent, like Spinal Tap or anything, did he? I don't think he, don't he think wasn't so. doing. I don't think he was doing interviews though either. No, it was all it was all it was all smokescreen. It was all yeah, social it was all, media. Like if you see him, like I he's he's got tons of promotional videos, uh, new video coming up, and it's always just him playing. And then the crowd edited it in. Yes, and like, the crowd edited it in. Cuts back yeah. and forth. You never see the crowd and him in the same shot. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was using like stock footage or whatever. Yeah. And he was promoting that to look at like, to show, hey, look, I had great crowds. And I think part of the, part of the, the scheme was in America, he'd say, with our great success over in Germany and England and da 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 da. And then you're like, well, I've never heard of him, but if he's big over there, like, it, you know, it's possible, right? You can. That's a real thing that can happen. People yeah, it can, happens all yeah, the time. Some yeah. some community grabs hold of you and gets into yep. it, and then yeah, like, yeah. like Sugar Man. Like I don't know if you've watched the Sugar. Yeah, Man. totally. Like Great that, documentary. Exactly yeah. like that. Like so, he was from a marketing perspective, it was kind of genius. Like, and in Europe, he's probably saying, "I'm big in America." Yep. You know, like he kind of doing the same thing. Kind of the whole underground. I have a there's a groundswell of support for me. I played lots of shows. Where, where would you play those shows? And he just kind of skipped topics, like. Yeah. And then all the interviews he was doing, I don't think he was doing anything where you could actually hear him talk. No, I think it was written like email interviews. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So there's an air of mystery. Where is he from? We, it's not saying like, maybe he's British, maybe he's German, maybe he's sweet. Like nobody knew. So that, that whole air of mystery, I, I, I think worked to his advantage. Yeah. Initially. Well, and it's also kind of predates the, the, I mean, it's not that long ago this happened. It's, it's only a few years really, but the way social media has changed now even from like you know two years ago to now is people are so much more documenting literally everything they do yes. so, so i think is, that he and this really is 2012 the right this yeah. is 2012 so yeah. twitter Decade stuff ago, like right? that wasn't a thing um so he was so anyway so he is an accomplished musician like todd and i heard the track today like he is a very good guitar player i, I will give him that 
Um, it, it's assuming flashy. it's him playing guitar. Well, do we actually know that it's him playing guitar? <laughs> well, there's so I, I was I was curious because I wasn't sure. Like, is it all? Did he hire people to to do? So I looked into it. A bunch of companies, or he used he had a GoDaddy account and created multiple websites. Yeah, he had some kind of rock award site that he gave himself yep. the awards for. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what he did. Um, and then what he was doing is he was he had all these pretend websites of uh, journalists. Uh, they were like music magazines and stuff like that, and they were all writing stories about him. And then what he was doing, he was also uh, he created um, I don't know how what you call those accounts. I'm not that savvy, but kind of like burner accounts for yeah. Twitter or Instagram or whatever it was at the time. And then they had all those robot or those bots would be voting, like putting likes on the article. So it looked like, wow, he's like, people are really interested in this guy. So he had, I don't know how many he did, but he was able to like elevate his followers um, or no, I don't think he could get the followers, but he was getting the likes. Well, he but- bought, he bought followers. They, they ended up finding out that, um, Every because he, he booked the European tour, right? Which is where the scam kind of really happened. Right. And every show they'd have the Facebook event page, and there'd be like all these people saying they were coming. And it turns okay. out those were just his followers that he bought. And someone looked into one of the English shows and saw there was like 300 people supposed to be going, and they were all from. Okay, so that's how because I was trying to figure out because that's the part I didn't understand how that how he how he convinced the clubs that tickets were sold. Yeah, pre-sold or something like I wasn't really sure how like it wasn't explained well. What I read anyway is uh, there was like a just a this horde of people who showed up and said they're attending or interested or whatever on the Facebook event. And so when he said, yeah, we pre-sold whatever amount of tickets, that made sense because there's now 500 people saying they're going to the show. Right. And he's got this like ridiculous amount of social media followers in general, and he's winning these awards and things. So like it makes sense, right? This guy, maybe I haven't heard of him in, in Holland or whatever, but you know, uh, he's, he's big somewhere, obviously yeah. based on this, this thing here. So I think the, this way this scam failed is that he actually went through with the shows. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was the failure <laughs> is actually getting to Europe and trying to do the tour because at that point, like the, the, the jig was up, right? Well, I, at the, I was, uh, I read an interview with, I think I can't remember if it was the drummer or the, or the bass player. Cause he actually hired a band to do these yeah. shows. And these and they thought he was legit too. They thought, they thought he was no, legit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were totally scammed. They ended up yeah. suing him in the end because one of them gets like one of them got stranded in Europe. Yeah, there's the no money one, for a plane ticket back or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. He like he was stuck. So he says, I guess I'm gonna stay on the tour because I like, I can't. And he paid the, the two members of the band, they got paid three hundred dollars yeah. for the tour. <laughs> no incidentals included. That 300 bucks is to carry you for three weeks for i don't know if it was like 17 dates or it was long yeah or, yeah yeah maybe three months or whatever the heck it was in europe and, 30 and they bucks. lost money on every show like because he had to pay yeah. the venues every time because they no one yep. showed up yep exactly um Crazy. so <laughs> but i i think so but what the uh that drummer or bass player whichever guy it was what he was saying in the in the article was he believed that he thought that by hyping up the event, lying about how popular it was, that people would just kind of turn around and come around. Yeah. Like kind of a, a Kardashian thing. They're famous for being famous, but what have they done? Well, they're famous. Yeah. Like that's, it's that's that circular reference, right? So, and I think that's what he was hope. like, that's what the drummer guy said. Like, I think he was hoping that it would, you know, kind of cycle back around and people go, wow, he's popular. I guess we got to go check him out because look at all the likes. Like, we, you know, if we don't like him, then we're not cool. You know, it's like, right. I think there was that whole thought going through his head. But the first show he played, there was two opening bands, 20 people in the audience. And they were all their guests of the opening bands, right? Like they were all on the list. Just to scam my way. Yeah, to a plane ticket to get all these shows. Yeah. It's funny, like just come out and enjoy the ridiculousness of it. Right. If he'd done that, I think people would have a better kind I, I of think, uh, feeling. So when we were communicating with them. I, I, I still haven't seen the play. I, like I was trying to see if I could find video of this play because I think that would be awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. 
but um so anyway so a year after his first show he rebooked the same venue to do the show again and there's video on twitter of segments of that show and uh there was i think this time there was 20 people in the audience when they were playing or maybe 30 (laughs) or something but it was it was a small number and then that's the only show they ended up doing but that, that would be the perfect time to lean into the hoax thing, right? And being yeah. like, look, they, we were here. No one came the first time around. This is what we did. This is why we did it. It's fun. Yep. Everyone show up to see this, this fake band. And yeah. I think people would, I, I'd go. I'd but, go to see a hoax band. And the thing is, too, like, you know, all this being said, he's still a musician. He's still, ta- like, assuming he played all the instruments, and it kind of looks like he did. Like, it he doesn't he really do. look like he's faking in the videos that I saw. He, he and the crowd is actually, fake, but he's not fake. Yeah. But he did perform. And he did, you know, it was live vocals. They weren't, you know, they weren't cut in. The, it was live guitar. So, I mean, you know, he's obviously talented. And he could have played up, look, at, like exactly like you said, like I should have just, you should have been honest. But he's still, a year after all that happened, there was an interview with, I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or NME or one of those. And he just maintained the whole, like, you're all sheep. You know, and he was just like, just, I don't know. It was all ego. It's like, dude, like, take, yeah. you know. Now, is advantage. he your typical narcissist? Um, I think he must be. There's got to so. be something going on there. He has to have a touch of that to be able to just plow through and not really give a crap of anybody else's feelings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, how... especially his bandmates. Like, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's the worst part, yeah. And yeah. then for like for all the lawsuits, he never showed up for a single court case. So he lost by default every single court case. Where did yep. he get the money to sink into this whole project? Because obviously, yeah. you know, even using the stock footage for the videos, that, that costs money. Getting all the yeah. equipment costs money. Uh, booking it, you know, flying to the UK and, and all these other countries, that costs money. I mean, well, think about the $300 for the band. Back in 2012, it would have been more expensive to make a video than it is now. Totally, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like imagine the phones back then. Like if even if it was recorded on a phone, like... He had to have, I'd like to know like Sugar Mama or like something like there's something there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Pretty weird. Am I, am I foolish for, for listening to the Threatened album today? I, I wouldn't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. It's, it's your, your time that is being spent. <laughs> I, I have a thing for shitty music though. Like I, I do like shitty music. Like there's, it's like watching too, a but... bad movie or eating a bad pizza. Like there, there's something about it that I'm in com- completely entertained about. Yeah. It's like when Beaver does movies. Yeah. yeah. Same idea. The yeah. crappiest yeah. movie you can find. Yep. Totally. On Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, like I, I know everybody mocks me for my love of kiss, but I, I like kiss because it's like a train wreck especially nowadays like they're 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 pandemic paul and you know foot and mouth disease gene simmons like i don't know it's kind of fun to watch them just f everything up you know like but they put in the time though i mean they put in they absolutely put in the work to become that ridiculous character oh yeah for sure whereas threatened just sort of assumed it and said oh i'm I'm not no i'm this but you, you need to actually develop a fan base before you can be an <laughs> asshole and, and, and try and fail to ruin it every year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's anything more we can say about, <laughs> about well, how many plays, guy. how many plays does he have? Well, that's a good question because if yeah. you're listening to it, he, he must have. All right. Okay. I'm some gonna, sort of fan base. I'm going to open up uh, my, uh, the streaming platform that my wife subscribes to. Are people listening to it ironically, though? I mean, I can't imagine someone now is going to stumble upon a threatened song and be like, oh, this is amazing. I think it's got to be people reading the story and thinking, okay, I got to check this guy out and see what he actually sounds like. But I can see. How do I say bad publicity is publicity? Doesn't matter. Right. Any any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. On like, I'm not on Apple Music or Spotify, like the cool ones. I'm on the uncool one of YouTube music. 65 subscribers to his band 65 doesn't sound great considering the uh you know wait a minute we had more plays of dome and dome is like bottom of the barrel uh is it actually going to tell me plays let's see here
I think YouTube usually tells you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I got to go to YouTube proper. I, yeah, I feel like doesn't. YouTube is going to be all people doing it as a joke, though. People reading the story. I, like, I think in one yeah. of those big uh, exposés that came out about him uh, on some metal website or something, I'm pretty sure there was a video embedded in there. So most yeah. of the views oh, are going to be people yeah, doing that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I think at the end, like, I, I just wonder, I mean, it's not, the music's not bad. It's not, it's not my cup of tea, but it's not bad. Do you think with your journalistic integrity and background and stuff, do you think that artist could have succeeded with his, with his music as an indie artist? I can, I can like, personally, I can imagine this guy, if he was a Canadian guy playing through the prairies, you know, doing shows in Calgary, Edmonton, Red Deer, you know, that sort of thing that he could start slowly build up a following if he actually put the time in. To, to yeah tour but he didn't want to though that was that was the point behind all this yeah. he didn't want to do that work and i mean yeah maybe he could have uh been like a, a mid-level kind of you know band that people checked out yeah sure. and i don't know how many records he would sell or whatever but he, i think he probably could have based on like what you guys have said too about how, how he actually has the musical talent there yeah he could have done something with it and you know maybe made some kind of a living as a musician but he wanted to skip all of those formative steps and just get yeah. right to the uh i'm touring europe i have three hundred thousand fans and you know it doesn't matter that they're all from brazil and they've never heard my music before they're just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and two songs yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean it's a whole album like it, it, like he didn't he didn't fake that part because when i was looking to the story originally i thought he didn't have music either right i thought there was nothing but i mean hey he released an album I mean, whether, you know, whether it get plays or not, I mean, he still released an album. He still, you know, apparently put, played all the instruments, produced it himself, which you can yeah. tell by the, by, by the quality. But I mean, I, th those are songs that I can hear a 14 year old kid listening to. A 14 year old kid in 2020, 2021. Or a fourteen-year-old kid in well, like in, in twenty fourteen, perhaps maybe yeah, yeah you know yeah. like it, it, there was there was a to me there's a, there's almost like an angsty emo-y side to to it, you know, believe in yourself. I'm angsty. I'm going to believe in my principles, and I'm going to fight the world, and like that whole teenage, you know, stick it to the man, stick it to mom and dad, and kind of make a name for myself no one's hearing me like there was there was that aspect to the music and and i think he could have been popular had he actually taken a traditional path instead of a laughing stock which is kind of what he yeah. is now yeah I, maybe i'm not but, sure i mean like I, I don't i don't think his style of music is necessarily something that young people might have gone into i think he was kind of um i hesitate to use the term butt rock because i use it too much but i mean i feel yeah. like he, was, he played butt rock <laughs> Yeah, he was. You know, I don't think that appeals to right. a fourteen-year-old in in eight years ago, right, or whatever. So, yeah. Todd, what did you think based on that song you heard today? Accessible at all? Nah, I don't know. It's uh, it's not very. And you said he he doesn't sound. He sounds well, stay worse live than it is recorded. Vocally speaking. So if his songs, his songwriting would have been decent and his voice was kind of lacking versus the other way around. If his voice was really good or, and his music was lacking, I don't know. I, I think they're both lacking, but that's, <laughs> but that's my opinion. I don't know. I just, the music is just, I don't know. There's something about it. That's it's almost cartoonish. It's there's something Cartoon, about it. That's yeah. not, it's like, he's not taking it serious. Like he is taking it serious on his end, but I know it just doesn't come through that way. Because he wanted to skip all the all the work and go to the rock star yeah. part, and I think his music reflects yeah. that I'm a rock star thing, but yeah. he didn't actually. He wasn't a rock star. But there, like, here's the thing too. Like, there's a lot of people that are YouTube famous. Yeah. Right. You know that that made it off of YouTube, like just YouTubers and stuff in general. But there's musicians that have made it. I mean, Justin Bieber did it that way. Um, Billie Eilish, wasn't it kind of the same thing too? Wasn't she? Didn't sure. she? I think she kind of got her start on YouTube doing music independently with a brother and kind of just releasing it on YouTube. And then it, it caught, if he had taken that route, like a Justin Bieber and someone heard it and goes, wow, this guy's got a lot of talent, but no focus. Yeah. You know, like, and then uh, they, they direct them. I mean, they, they yeah. needed someone to, 
discover him and not do it himself. Exactly. Like Justin Bieber would never have been big if someone didn't step up and say, look, let's bring you in. That's right. Like yeah. he would have been big. He would have been YouTube big and then probably would have faded off. But you put him in with, with the right producers, you know, with the right engineers, you know, uh, you know, guiding like this guy, the same thing could have happened because I think he's talented enough, but he needs a manager. He really does. That being said, I think this goes back to what we were talking about. We can tie it back to right at the very beginning about how like my terrible bands and stuff, where I think that, you know, being good at your instrument and, you know, he's a good guitar player. He can sing based on the album. Yep. But is he, that's fine. Millions of people can do that. Tons of people can play guitar better than me, better than all of us probably. Right. But can they write something that's going to, going to be memorable? Can they actually create something that's worthwhile? And I, I would say that, you know, I'm not a fan of his music by any stretch, but Justin Bieber has been able to do that. You know, um, all these people have been able to do that, you know, regardless of how they became famous, they've yeah. had something to them that, that works beyond just, Oh, he's good at music. Yeah. There's just some kind of a personality thing there. And there's like a, whereas I don't think this threatened guy for all of his like posturing and then, then model type kind of photos and stuff. I don't think he had that, that it thing yeah. that you need to become yeah. famous. So, I could see him being one of those bands and there's nothing wrong with this, but there's these bands that kind of um, play music that maybe is a little bit outdated, which again, not a bad thing. Mm. And they, they, they play regular like Thursday nights at, 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 a, at a venue similar to the zoo or something, right. Sure. You know, the, sure. the late lamented zoo, but I could see him being in one of those bands maybe touring a bit yeah. and being fine with it. But he obviously wasn't fine with being just a guy in a rock band. No with limited success. He wanted yeah, cause to be, he left those two bands he was in. And it, it's interesting because like the band that he left, uh, was it Abigail, whatever it was like their stuff is, I mean, for what it is, it's way better. And it's, and there's a longevity too to what that, that, that band is doing. It's like, okay, maybe right. they weren't big right out of the gate and he left because, you know, he's not getting his success, but they kept at it. And I'm looking at, you know, their website and stuff. It's like, shit, like these guys put the work in. And now they have a following and now they're making music and now they're putting it out and they're playing shows and, you know, they're getting write-ups in magazines and stuff. It's like, that's what Jared needed to do. Just put you the time he, in, man. Jared Threaten is a podcaster who listens to some really famous shows, says, I'm going to do that. I can do this. Sits in the basement with his friends, gets drunk, <laughs> talks about video games, and then yes. is pissed off when no one actually listens to the show because yep. no one cares. So he makes his whole fake persona. And, yep. oh, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. You need to actually do something you that, that you're passionate about rather than something you think is going to sell. Yeah. And I think he was totally focused on image and marketing yes. and, and rather than just maybe a genuine Jared, whatever his real name is. Yeah. record would be good would be good maybe that he's not even into that kind of music like who knows right it could have been something totally different but this was obviously so um focused on being what he thought people would want to see and yeah. That, yeah so that's and that's that's worthless right that's why every you know eight out of ten people doing podcasts quit after a half dozen episodes yeah because they yeah. realize that it's a lot of work and no one cares yeah <laughs> and then there's people like us who just kind of we're like yeah whatever no one cares we keep doing it anyway yeah. and then you know years later we're still doing it right yeah but we and, love we love this like right despite be, the fact that few people listen in general like we're, we're gonna keep doing it because that's it's a genuine kind of a way to be creative yeah rather than a sales tool or a sure. way to get, get rich quick speed i think yeah. it was with uh, the bands he was with uh, they probably pissed him off or something. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to start my own band. I'm going to tour Europe. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. go ahead, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff starts coming out. Say, hey, he's doing it. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> it just looks uh, like he is. I yeah. would just like to say for, the, for the, those two guys that he hired to be in his band, if people are shitting on those two guys and like don't want to support bands that maybe that they're in now, because, oh, you were associated with Jared Threaten. Like, I, I they're feel blameless. Like I, they're totally blameless. Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like I need to support them. Like, they go listen yeah. to their stuff and kind of see what it is. Like, I, I, I've added Have their names. The names of those guys yeah. and the bands are in. Yeah. Um, so, not offhand, but I mean, they're in all the your articles. Yeah, no, I got it here. There's Gavin Carney on bass. Drew, uh, Joe Prunera on guitar and D uh, Dan Dane Davis. I think he cool. was the guy that was interviewed. Um, and 
the reviews of the shows that people actually went to his shows, like the two or three people that went to the shows, <laughs> everybody said his band was was phenomenal. Well, it's, they were doing their jobs, right? They were hired oh, yeah. to do their job, and they yeah, actually—it's—it's exactly. it's admirable that they actually went through with it. No, no, for sure, <laughs> exactly. Like those are the people you should support. Like these are people that actually are putting the time in. Yeah, you know, and they jumped on an opportunity with, you know, false promises and false paychecks and everything else, and and did it, and still carried through as many dates as they could until the scam was up, and you know, and people had figured out what he was doing, and at that point you know, they had to back out because they didn't have a choice. A, they had no money left. Yeah. It's like starve or, or die, you know, starve and die. But I, I think know. the fact that other people are involved in it is what sucks about it though. Because I mean, if, if he had, if it was just Jared Threaten doing this on his own as a solo artist, yep. faking all this stuff, going to a touring on his own, it would be hilarious. I mean, it's still funny. <laughs> I still yeah. think the whole thing is funny, but I would have way less, um, there would be no kind of balance of like, oh, that sucks for these guys, right? It's just yeah. this one idiot, idiot is, is hyping himself up and it's great. But yeah, the fact that those other guys were involved and they got screwed over and the clubs got screwed over by this yep. fake, you know, because that sucks. Like, I, I totally understand the, the concept of hyping up something that you've done that isn't great, yep. but you want to pretend it is. I mean, that's like, you know, I was in Grandpa's Army back in the late 90s and we have milked that shit for years. Like sure. me, mostly me. But some other members too have sure. like continually re-released uh, recordings like over and over and over again, and yeah. we made a documentary about our own band and like all that kind of shit and because it's funny because it was some ska band that no one yeah. cared about, but and it's funny to pretend it was important. But like you're this not, guy, but you're not like putting on the serious face, going Grandpa's Army was no. the greatest band of all time. Like you're not. We do that, but it's clearly a joke, right? But yeah, no, exactly. Like we do yeah. the same thing with 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 our old band Dome. It's like yeah. we we still talk about it because it was fun. We had some fun, and we you know. We, we definitely believed in what we were doing, but we also recognize that we're, you know, older guys, you know, form starting a band, older, yeah. old, older people starting a band and, and, and making a go at it. But like, you know, I, I know we weren't like Metallica or something crazy like that. Like, you know, it was, but I mean, you know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It just, if, if he had just uh, kept it, um, kept it less serious i think it would it would yeah. it would have, it would it would have actually worked for him i think people would if it was like almost introduced as a comedy project for like a weird performance art thing yeah yeah i yeah. think he might have actually got some of the success he wanted but because he was so fixated on i'm a rock star i'm 100 serious you all need to take me seriously that's what that's what kind of killed him in the end yeah i i think there's another chapter for him if you wanted to play his cards right but i don't see him doing that no i can't no no he's probably you know like, who, would, is. How, who would hire him though like for any now? other job so yeah like i mean outside of music so it's like okay well i can't make it at music because no one you know no one's gonna give him a chance unless he straightens his, his act out but if, if he's just gonna go for a job as an accountant or yeah. or something like i mean i guess he's gonna fake that resume too right like oh yeah hey, i, I spent uh seven years in Africa doing uh, doctors without borders. Uh, and <laughs> I, I know he's a doctor. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, <laughs> is that, is that the next stage of his career where he's just, okay, well, they're not going to know about me in the medical world and I'm going to become a doctor. I'm just going to lie about it. Like w where does a person like that go and what do they do? Like, I, I kind of would like to see the, um, the, uh, the VH one, where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> version yeah. of this story, you know, he changed his name. Yeah. Again. <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's almost too bad that he exists in this era because even even though you know back in 2014 it was much easier to fake this stuff than it is sure. now because of the social media world kind of. But if he'd been pre-internet, I think it would have been a lot easier to pull off. Oh because, God! Yeah. You know, the, the, there's people aren't seeing these uh, terribly attended shows, or he could take fake photos and, and you know send those out to his fan club or whatever. Five and I think years it would be, before. Yeah. Would have been a totally different story. Yeah. And he could have had an excuse for the venues like, oh, you know, it just, I guess we didn't promote it enough or whatever. Yeah. And they wouldn't be talking to the next city. And it just, all of that would be yeah. so much easier to fake. Yeah. And I sure. think now hoaxes, I love hoaxes. I wouldn't want to be the victim of one, but yeah. I find them incredibly entertaining. Sure. And I think that, yeah, we're, it's so hard to do it now because everything is so available at the click of a button. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, Boy, this was good. I'm actually really enjoying this. This is a lot of fun. Oh, so uh, I, 
I have no idea why we haven't had you on sooner. Like we had yeah, you on way back when, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad we did it. I mean, yeah. it's about <laughs> oh, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's good. good. So I'm going to go up and go to bed. Thanks, Sam. Uh, yeah, thanks for help. coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully I, I uh, added something to this conversation. Oh, this is good. This is good. Um, good. Where can we find you? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> tell, us what, tell us all about you. Yeah, you can find me on witchpolice.com and every social media platform posting shit all the time, uh, trying to get people to listen to my stupid show, which is a uh, podcast that comes out twice a week uh, featuring interviews with Manitoba and Manitoba adjacent musicians and uh, people who are connected to the music scene in some way. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been on for, I think, November 15th, 2012 is when I started it. So that's coming up uh, very soon from the time we're recording this as an anniversary, I guess, but I, I'm not really... Oh celebrating it i just looked at the date and thought that was cool but it's been you know too long <laughs> since i started it this is definitely the longest lasting creative project i've ever done i mean i've been in bands and things like that and yeah they've lasted like a couple of years or whatever but this so is... you started the same year as jared threatened awesome i guess so yeah 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 we're, we're contemporaries <laughs> jared and i are contemporaries yeah 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 but yeah oh, no man. i don't know i mean if you want to hear uh, me talk to musicians and people who are uh involved in the music scene uh you can find me all the time because i don't stop recording podcasts and uh yeah, kind of like you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not going Sweet. anywhere. Yeah, just, I just yeah. renewed our, our part, our uh, our new podcast location for another nice. year. Or so yeah. that's what I like about you guys, though. Honestly, I like if you, if you don't mind me, like I don't want to critique your show, but just as a listener to your show, I think that um, the way I consume your show, I don't know if this is different from your regular listeners, but um, I, I subscribe to it on whatever podcast player i use. I think it's google podcast now because i switch them all the time um but i don't listen to every episode i usually what i do is if i i see what the episode's about and if there's something in there that interests me um i'm usually going to check it out for sure and then other episodes where if something i have no i have no knowledge about or yeah. i'm not interested in it at all i will still sometimes listen to those too because they'll come up in my queue or whatever and I, I i like that regardless of what the topic is you guys are always um you're clearly passionate about what you're talking about and that comes through I think so. If you're talking about some like Kiss or something, and I, I'm sorry, but I hate Kiss. I, oh, I know, I, I know you. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like you're obviously intended to listen to whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen to some shit you probably hate, but um, yeah. If you're talking about Kiss or any of this stuff, I'll listen. And the fact that you're so into it helps, even though I don't like the band, it helps me get into the subject matter. And I think that that's why you have been successful for so long at keeping a podcast going because you're obviously putting thought into what you're talking about, and you are into, into what you're talking about. And I think that's what podcasting needs to be. Is you find something that you're passionate about and who cares if other people like it? It's, it's going to yeah. be interesting because you make it interesting by, by showing that you care about it really. Well, thank you. Uh, right on. Uh, that's Sweet. yeah. Like <laughs> the one, I guess the, the podcasts out there that I don't like are the ones like, okay, what's the, what's, what's popular this week on Twitter yeah. or what's, okay i guess we're going to talk about that do you know anything about it no but uh, it'll get us listens like i'm not really interested in that because i don't know like sometimes we'll 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 mock twitter stuff and and talk about it specifically because we know nothing about it yeah Uh, like the the incorrect headlines game that we play that's i love that game though that's 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 entertaining for sure like you know it's just like let's just prove that we don't know what we're talking about (laughs) you know and mock ourselves like yeah we don't definitely don't take ourselves seriously in that regard but but, but yeah, you, you're like, definitely you're different from the uh, the kind of show I made fun of earlier, where it's like just two guys getting drunk in their basement talking about nothing, right? Because you have yeah, you're actually talking about things. It's not the same every week. It's not the same yeah. every episode. But you're you're into it, and you have enough. Look at this threatened thing. You have enough background knowledge of it to to know what you're talking about with the basics, and then bring your opinions yeah. <laughs> into it and, and discuss it, right? <laughs> I, and, I, I I you know what? I listened to one of those two drunk guys in a basement uh, podcast this week. It was it was recommended to me. I'm like, oh, well, I'll try it out. You know, I'll always try something out. And I heard it, and the whole time I'm going, oh my god, this is exactly what Sam described. And then yeah. they're like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna get ripped real soon. It's <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, shotgunning about, beer. Oh yeah, live. And, and then they're talking about something they literally knew nothing about, and they're just talking about it, and they're like, <laughs> "I'm buzzing now, man." Yeah, you know, it's like, fuck, it's just so disingenuous. I Maybe remember seeing people it, online. 
uh, sorry, Todd, go ahead. I to no, I was going to say it's a, it's a drunk show for drunk people. So when yeah. he doesn't do it, 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 oh yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the drunk, yeah. 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 Well, I was going to say that, like, I've seen a lot of people are online on, on podcasting forums and whatnot saying like, you know, debating whether they should actually have their real name attached to their podcast or not. And not because they've created a, per- a persona, like an on-air character. It's because they are saying things that they don't want associated with themselves. And yeah. I think that like, you know, if you're going to do this, you probably don't want to have, be talking about content that you don't want associated with your real name. It should enhance yeah. your own reputation and every, all of that. And your, you know, your resume, if you want to call it that, the fact that you have been doing something as long as you have it. And it's something that you're proud of. Cause I yeah. mean, you know, if someone goes on there and they use a fake name, cause they're saying all kinds of offensive shit, like what, why are you doing this? <laughs> Someone's gonna find out, and it's gonna be just like threatened, right? Someone's gonna find yeah. out that you're a fake, yeah. and this is you're an asshole, and then that's gonna be worse than if you had mm-hmm. just presented yourself as the asshole to begin with. So at least those of us who are open about who we are, if we're assholes on the radio, yeah. at least everyone knows it, and yeah. we 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 own it, right? Well, sure, be true like, to yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be an asshole if you are one. But I, I know, I know you 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 poked fun at me before, but like I do have on on my LinkedIn profile because as a professional, unfortunately. LinkedIn is something that I, I yeah. have to have a, a profile on. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm like, I put my podcast stuff on there. Cause I'm like, I've put all the stuff I'm not proud of on my LinkedIn profile because you know, you always have to have a job, but then I'm yeah. like, screw this. I'm going to put my podcast experience on there. I'm going to work it into my resume because you know what? God damn it. I'm proud of what this show that Todd and I are, you are should doing, be. you know? And it's like, and if people see that on my resume, and don't want to hire me for a job because that's on there. Well, then I don't want to work for that place anyway. You know, like I'm proud of this show. Well, yeah. and you know that if someone looks you up after seeing that, I mean, if I was hiring someone and I saw they did a podcast for a million years, I'd probably want to say, oh, what's this about? Yeah, and I don't think sure. you have anything in there that's going to, you know, uh, make someone think less of you no. <laughs> as a potential candidate for a job. They, they might yeah. be interested in what you're talking about, or even if they're not. It's just they'd see the amount of dedication and work you put in. But yeah, I think that's gonna, a positive thing. Yeah, I'm never going to dis work on here. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's not the right thing to do. That's not the profession. I, w- I want our show to be professional. I'm not going to yeah. take shots at, you know, like it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not well, that's why you're not drunk that. on air, right? I mean, that's- well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the occasional drink, but it's not like for that comedic effect. Yeah. Well, or it's not even comedy. Well, they, I think it, they always go in the comedy category because there's no category for just yeah. rambling while drunk. <laughs> so they, oh yeah, it's a comedy show. So what, how would you categorize our show? I don't even know. Like I just put culture or whatever for our category and I really don't know how to categorize ourselves. I think that works because you, you're, you're talking about um, popular culture and various aspects of it. I mean, you know, I know the title of the show is a Sean Geek and, and then now Todd's in the name too, which is good. It's nice to, that he finally gets some credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, you know, it's, um, I was actually, I can't remember what it was for, but some kind of event we were doing that we knew you were going to be watching uh, on, I don't know if it was a meeting or something for the podcast festival. I was going to make a shirt that said like uh, something about Todd being the star of the show and just wear it and see, <laughs> see how long it took you to notice it. But oh man. I, I never got around to it, but uh, you know, and now I've told you, so uh, that's ruined, but um <laughs> But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what I, I had a point, but it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do that often. Yeah, Corey, yeah. Corey designed a new logo for the show that's got Todd, not just my ugly mug, but it's got I remember my point now, actually. Yes. But you said logo. The name of the show, the strong geek part, the geek part. I mean, there's a lot of geek themed podcasts. Corey's podcast is yeah. a good example, right? Yeah. And I mean, that covers a pretty wide range. You see your geek show. Sure. It could be anything from, from really anything. I mean, the people are geeks about any topic you want to be yeah. a geek about right so i mean that's i think that fits into the culture i don't think there's any kind of uh, other way to to, to describe it because you're not a music show you're not a news show you might be talking about aspects of those things you're yeah. not a movie show you might be talking about movies now and then, now and then but yeah, yeah. it's a uh, kind of a yeah, all, true enough. if yeah, there's a like category a called brothers i would yeah. i would put it under that because really that's what the show is right yeah yeah all right well i'm gonna go i gotta go see my wife before we all go to bed Cool. And uh, yeah. yeah, this is fun. Like we got to do this again. Yeah. I get I, I want. So, okay. So this was, this was like a bucket list. I okay. We got to get Sam back on in a proper format with good audio for once. Yeah. Not like last time. <laughs> this is <a> bad <laughs> phone connection. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, next up, I want, I want Stefan on this show really bad. You should get him on. 
Yeah. Why hasn't he been on yet? No, I've asked him. I'm just nervous because he's, he's fucking Stefan. Like he's that wrestler guy. He's the guy on the radio. He's, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm just, He's I know fine. He, he's he already like said, the most approachable dude ever. Oh, I know. And he already said yes, but I'm like, okay, I got to have just the right thing for him. Yeah. I have the right thing for him when he comes on. And, and I'm, I've been kind of stewing over what, what it would be. Uh, yeah. I'll come up with something, but I don't want to bring him on and be unprepared either. Cause I, I don't think that's fair, but. See, I don't know anything about wrestling, so I don't have that that kind of uh, issue with him. I knew heard he was a wrestler. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're a podcaster. Like, I don't know shit about wrestling. Like, I, I never got into it. Right. So yeah. that kind of mystique around him, uh, that I, I think it's cool that he did it, but I don't, I don't have any kind of, um, yeah, you know, uh, there's no aura over him as a wrestler. Well, I, I started watching a whole schwack of his matches. <laughs> yeah. To kind of prepare, yeah. and I'm like, okay, if I've watched a bunch of his matches, listen to his radio show in the yeah, morning, you'll be listen you'll be to good, his you'll show. Be I think that'll be good, and we we can find something to to chat about. Yeah, you should definitely have them on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. For cool. Sure. All right. All right then. Thanks, Sam. Pre- really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.